praying for the non-believers all my neighbors thinking i won't leave her awful eager to fall for all deceivers they don't care what the creator prefers they don't believe in walking up to peter they don't believe in god jesus either go from breeders and the instant reapers listen to the tweeters the twisted leaders misdemeanors then you go for felonies longer i've been the more it looks like hell to me Hello and welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today with me is my wife and co-host, Becky. Today's episode is brought to you by us here at Be Vigilant. We thank you guys for your support, keeping us on the air on American Christian Network, Mondays through Thursdays now at 3 p.m. Becky, what's going on today? Oh, not a lot. You guys might be used to hearing just Becky on her by her lonesome or maybe with our boy. She was covering for me while I was away for a couple weeks. I appreciate that. Got to do what God's called you to do sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. I do have to say I appreciate everything she's done, bringing you those shows. I listened to them. Some a little edgy, maybe got people a little, hopefully thinking is what I'm going for. We just got to watch a good uh, sermon by Chuck Missler. You can you should be able to hear him on American Christian Network as well. Talk about the evils of Halloween, if you didn't catch Becky's. Show what was that last week? Excuse me, that yeah. she brought you the history, the Salween, Sam Hine, however you want to say it, the Celtic Druid gods of Halloween, and that that's what we are partaking in these days. It's just it's just food for thought, mm-hmm. right? I don't think that you're putting your kid in a mask and worshiping plants or whatever the Druids it priests Jesus. priests of the oaks, right? Yeah, they. They worshipped trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope that that was a food for thought. Like we said, once again, we are now on Monday through Thursday. Our good friend Ashley McBride's picked back up on Fridays. If you haven't checked her out, 3 p.m. on Fridays. And when I listen to what she's brought, I, it really it uplifts my heart. You know, the dedication and the time she puts into bringing God's word to you guys. Check her out, 3 p.m. Once again, at 3.30 Following us is Caleb and Gabe, Church and State. Did you try to say Caleb and Cabe? That would have been funny. It looks like you were trying to get their names mixed up. We could do that real easy. Church and State always bringing you what's going on locally and in the world and uh, through a biblical lens. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, 4 o'clock, Pastor Matt Shea with Patriot Radio. Always check him out, what he's got to bring to you on the intelligent re- Intelligence Report, as well as the guests that he has on. Are always very enlightening, to say the least, right? Mm-hmm. So as I, I was gone for a couple weeks, I was down in Texas. It's not as miserable as people make it sound. What do you mean, weather-wise? Yeah. It was a beautiful time. There wasn't very many big bugs. There wasn't really a lot of bugs. I guess maybe they're already hibernating, maybe. I don't know. Weather was perfect. We were down there building a mechanic shop for a ministry that's being put in there. It's a great opportunity for men to serve the Lord in what God has given them with their skills to help further the Word of God, right? Maybe there's a van that gets fixed there that brings a kid to church and they get saved. I'm not going to say maybe. That happens all the time. So it was a great time being with so many of God's people to put this work together. It was hard work, but it was great work at the same time. If you haven't ever done a mission trip, I'd say go for it. Yep. Do it. 
get out there. That's what we're called to do. Not everybody's called to be missionaries, but you can go out and support that missionary in some shape or form. Yeah, and missionaries don't necessarily mean going overseas. No, I've never done that. It's uh, just as much of a need here in the United States as it is anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. We've said it before on the show, other countries are sending us missionaries now. Go figure. (laughs) Well, I was down there, made a great friend, Jeremy. He was able to preach one night, and he really, and I told him, man, you're going to make me think on this, and so... Right away after what he had he preached, I started thinking on the scripture that he shared with us, and I wanted to bring that to all you guys and get Becky's perspective because I always like doing that. But it's in Second uh, Timothy. You shaking your head? <laughs> I don't like that. No. Oh, all right. Well, no. When I say it to you, then maybe you go and think about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So Second Timothy chapter four is where I knew good friend Jeremy was bringing the scripture from. So I'll go ahead and read that real quick. Chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of the ministry. And I thought, well, we've probably read that scripture before, maybe... When you go on, it's some of Paul's most famous words, right? He talks about how he is ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, and I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I think those are probably the more famous words mm-hmm. from that. But what he keyed in and what he made me key in on was make full proof of thy ministry. Are we doing that? Right? How do we do that? The verses before that tell us what we're going to be dealing with. Right, in verse 1, that's kind of saying what's coming to be, right? Mm-hmm. God will judge the quick and the dead. But we need to preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. I had to look that one up, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Do you mean like be ready in spring and fall or different seasons? And Basically, and there's different schools of thoughts if you read that. Instant is just being a word that you would say... Uh, to press on is the best definition, I guess. Hmm. If you dig in the Greek words, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what Paul wrote in, right? Greek or was it Hebrew? Yep. We're not theologians. We don't pretend to be. We just know that those were the words. But right in season, out of season. First he says, be instant to press on. And the in season, out of season is there. there's no specific times mm-hmm. that you're supposed to be working on your ministry it's not just when you're in the church building. It's not just when you're feeling good. Yeah. It's all the time, right? And through this, we're going to have to get uncomfortable because if you're only going to work on your ministry and you're only going to preach the word when you're comfortable and you're in church and you're a Sunday school teacher to, you know, six to eight-year-olds that you can do crafts with, 
to explain who Jesus was, is, and will be. You know, I see a lot of kids running around with like a lamb. They come out of church with a little cotton ball lamb, or they come out of church with, you know, an empty tomb, whatever it is. They're the easy things. That's the comfort of it. When are you going to be using your ministry? And we're not just talking to pastors and Sunday school teachers again. We're talking to everyone. Yeah. Jesus didn't leave it to just certain folks, right? What were you going to say? Well, teaching Sunday school, I just got to let you Sunday school teachers know, we don't think it's an easy job. No. But it's in a comfortable place. Yes. And sometimes there's kids there that don't know the Lord and they come from a harsh background. So we're not saying... You got a cush, easy job, Sunday school teachers, by any mm-hmm. means. Yeah, that that's true. I'm not trying to say that. I'm trying to say to get uncomfortable mm-hmm. in your workplace or at a gas station, on a street corner with a megaphone. Bring those cotton ball crafts to the grocery store and mm-hmm. say, hey, let me teach you something. That's yeah. uncomfortable. That's true. But that's what Paul is telling Timothy here is that you need to be ready at any moment, right? Mm-hmm. Which I was not ready the other day. Again, I don't know if I said this on air or just said it at church. I was at the grocery store again, mm-hmm. digging through my purse frantically. I was out of tracks. Mm. And and I was like, what am I? What? There was a person there that I felt like I needed to give a track to, and I had nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I felt dumb and sweaty and awkward. Yeah. <laughs> you did not have your whole armor of God on. You didn't no. have the... The Word of God, which is the... It's an opening line. It's like, a, op- it, it starts a conversation, mm-hmm. so I need to work on being able to do that without a track. Anyways, moving on. Go ahead. Yeah. No, that's that's where I was on that one, on verse 2, right? Because then it goes into, you know, some of the, the harder things of... Oops, went too far back there. Preach the Word, right? Being... That's what he's saying. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and d- doctrine. I thought I think we as Christians and as humans, we love to repre- reprove and rebuke, right? They're about the same along the same lines. We want to tell people when they're screwing up. That's easy. <laughs> it's so fun too, right? But then what's he say after the exhort? Right? That to really Make someone see what they can be doing with the Word of God. And then he brings it in with all long-suffering and doctrine. We all know when you read the word long-suffering, it means with patience, with mercy, with grace, and doctrine. You don't get to just say, no, you're wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Know your facts. So, I mean, if you want to reprove or rebuke someone, we're told that we're going to do that. But you must do it with patience, with love, with grace, mercy, charity, right? Love. Mm-hmm. And that the truth of the doctrine. You can't just make your own truths up. Right. Like our daughter texted us the other day and said, I'm going to Nikki Haley mm-hmm. book signing. And uh, well, said, she texted her. me and I said, ask your dad if there's anything. I think she may have asked me if there's anything she should ask. And I said, ask your dad. Mm-hmm. And he said, Ask her why she supports the CONCON, or Article 5, if you guys aren't aware of that. Mm-hmm, the Constitutional Convention. It has a hundred different names. Constitution of States, Convention yeah. of States. Mm-hmm. And so he told her that, and she said, okay. And I said, now make sure she knows exactly what she's talking about so she doesn't get up there and say, mm-hmm. why do you support the CONCON? And that's that. Mm-hmm. 
she doesn't know the facts of what she's saying or why. She did. Yeah. Proud dad moment. I texted her that. She knew. Opening up the Constitution. Ruining the Constitution. Getting rid of it. Abolishing the Constitution. Yep. So I guess, I guess, you know, let's pat ourselves on the back. We're doing a good job as parents. No, don't ever pat yourself on the back. Okay. <laughs> our, our daughter knows what's wrong with that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> our daughter knows who Jesus is. We're doing all right. We're not failing. You, you just, I just feel like you're setting us up for failure okay. here. Stop it. All right. I've told her I'll beat her up, too, if she wants to screw around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joking. Right. If you think about you as a church body, are we helping one another to grow? That, that's what Paul's telling Timothy. If you allow people to just continue to think that what they're doing is the truth and it's wrong, they're never going to grow. And here I can tell you from personal experience lately, having to be a new man, not being able to revert back to the old man, which is a mat that I don't want to talk about. When I have issues with a brother, I have to do it scripturally. My wife makes me. Can't fly off the handle. I don't make him. The Bible does. Oh, that's right. She reminds me that the Bible does. But no, it, it helps you as a person grow too. To approach someone that might not be acting Christianly, that work? No. All right. It is now. Acting correctly according to Scripture and according to the Bible, it, it's tough to tell someone, hey, this isn't right, mm-hmm. but to do it with love and with patience and to help them grow. And I tell you from personal experience, you grow. Mm-hmm. That's I guess that's one of those, I don't pray for patience, but God always makes me use patience. <laughs> I joke again about that, right? We must pray for patience. Because if you're okay to just sit back in, you know, armchair quarterback in Monday, you know, sit back and tell, oh, look at look at how Joe Smith over there screwing up. Man, what is wrong with Becky? She keeps singing at a key. No, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's real easy to do. That's the human nature is to sit back and criticize someone behind their back. The godly thing is to, with long-suffering, approach them and help them. If they don't want to listen to it, that's not on you. That's on them, right? Mm-hmm. You have to then yep. you have to then make okay with that and move on. Which is also teaching you patience to yeah. be okay with somebody not heeding your word. Mm-hmm. But I, I bet you if they're a godly person, they might not heed you right then, but I bet you as they go through that, you know, they're— that seeds planted, that sand pebble is in their shoe. You have to allow for a cooling off period for them as well. Mm-hmm. It, it's a wild time to be a Christian. Maybe it's always been a wild time, and mm-hmm. I just I only know about this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Verse three. When it, this hits me right, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers. Having itching ears. Money. Money? After their own lusts, yeah. which is money. Yeah. In this day and age. I, you know, as I heard that, I said, are we not in this time right now? Paul was speak. He, he could be a fortune teller, a future, somebody sees the future. Is that some? Psychic. Psychic? All right. But what he was talking about was right there. What he could see in the churches that Timothy would be dealing with. Because people... Have never changed. People are always dumb. Yep. Gotcha. And I went to the Bible commentator, Matthew Henry, for this one. 
People will turn away from the truth. They will grow weary of plain gospel of Christ. They will be greedy mm-hmm. for fables of fables and take pleasure in them. Right? Fables were they're different than what did Jesus he told parables parables different than a fable. Mm-hmm. A fable is a story that has no biblical basis, no. It's not real. Yeah, it's just a fictional story. Aesop's fables. Mm-hmm. Those can't be real. If they are, hey, good on them. You lived a crazy life. But they're gonna. They want the stories, and that's what you see with the Joel Osteen churches, the other mega churches. I just don't know why we always go to him. I'm sure there's more. His name is easy to remember. Yeah, shiny teeth, Joel. They want that. They want the feel-good story. They want, you know, they want the prosperity of it. Yep. They want to be told everything's going to be okay, and if you do this, you'll be rich. Yeah, Matthew Henry, they will grow weary of the plain gospel of Christ. To me, that's the greatest story ever told. Mm-hmm. If you were to grow weary with it because you're, when you read this, the gospel of Christ, when you read the parables, you're like, oh, man, Jesus is talking right to me on that one. That hurts. And people will start to turn away from that because... They don't like the feel of conviction. Yeah. He he wasn't writing or he wasn't speaking so that only the PhD people could understand it. You know, the Pharisees were there and he'd speak to them, but he'd speak to them just like he spoke to the normal Jew, right? Mm-hmm. And itching ears. That's always a good one. Mm-hmm. What do itching ears need? Tickling. More scratched. <laughs> Right when you when you have itching ears, you need somebody. Tickling, oh, because the phrase goes tickle your ears with what you want to hear. Oh, I've never heard that. You have, you just don't remember. Oh, I've heard tickling the ivories. No, if your preacher is tickling your ears. Oh, like, yeah, gotcha. Because your ears are itching; they need they need to be exactly. scratched so that they're going to be told what they want to hear, so that mm-hmm. their ears don't itch. Hmm. Right, you need to hear what they want, not what they need. Mm-hmm. But that's what I, I got. They need to hear what they want, not want what they need. That's my own. You can write that down. It's kind of confusing. I'm not going to write it down. Oh, okay. But I get what you mean. Yeah. People, we need to be reading the Bible to get what we need. If you read just to get what you feel you want out of it that makes you feel good and then move on. You don't want to read any of the bad stuff that makes you really think and work on being a better person. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what it, it's all about. And that's what in the, the next couple of verses, Paul's telling them, right? They shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. How do we do that? We're not talking about moonshine here when we say foolproof of the ministry. Uh, that's for Only some... an alcoholic <laughs> go straight there. My bad, all right? <laughs> Once again, he's not just talking to pastors out there. Everybody has a ministry. He's not just talking to Sunday school teachers, deacons, door greeters. Everybody has a ministry of furthering the word of God, of promoting who Jesus Christ is. That was the message left to us by Jesus, right? To go unto Mm -hmm. all of the world. Mm -hmm. So as we started today's show talking about go on a mission trip, support missionaries. Don't think that a mission has to be to Ethiopia to build a hospital or whatever. 
a mission trip can be going with your youth group to a different city. Because I think people feel a little bit more emboldened when they don't think that anybody they know might see them, which is a sad fact. Mm-hmm. But to go to help another church in another city, maybe a starting up church, to promote what they got going on. These are mission trips. You could do a mission. When you walk out of your church doors, you're on the mission field. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was a big slogan back in the 80s or 90s. They'd put banners above the doors. Through these doors is the mission field. Mm-hmm. And me being a new Christian, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Come to find out that it's with like a cheesy saying that was in churches <laughs> years ago. And maybe some of these cheesy sayings, they stick around, right? <coughs> I don't think it's cheesy. Okay. Maybe it was just a poster was cheesy looking. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. So like we're not talking about to make full proof of your ministry is in the end. Do you have regrets? We all will. That's just the the nature of life. You might have lived with regrets now. What's the famous quote? I do not regret the things I have done, only the things that I have not. Mm. What were you going to go with? No regrets. Oh, no regrets. That's a I good also one regret a lot of things that I have done. So uh, that's not, you know. Yeah. The person that's, I can't, was it Churchill? I don't know. Whoever it was didn't live my life. I do regret a lot of the stuff I've done before. Exactly. <laughs> All right, don't leave anything That's what on the he's table. Saying, though. Yeah. <clears throat> when it comes to your ministry, whatever it is that God has put on your heart, whatever God has put in front of you, don't leave anything on the table. God's mission for your life is A, for once you're a saved child of God, for your life to look different, for you to live separated from the world. Not to be sucked into what Satan's got to put you on the sidelines. As, as I was putting this together, I had a lot of football analogies popping up. Monday morning, quarterback, armchair quarterback, get on the sidelines. Right? Are you putting God's mission above your own? I think a lot of us, we fall victim to that as well. Mm-hmm. We start to put work before whatever. We start to put church before God's mission. If you're more worried about getting a job done at church than actually promoting who Jesus is, then maybe you're living for your mission and not God's mission. Mm-hmm. Not to take away from any of the jobs that people do inside of a church building. Just don't make it priority over yeah. the whole reason you're there. Is it? Does Do you feel like you have to, right? Mm-hmm. If you, as soon as you feel like you have to do something at church, then maybe you have to stop doing something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to fill back up. Right? You are part of a New Testament church. Do you want it to mature? Right? What does your church look like? Do you... We hope that all churches are growing right now because we are going into dark times. We are going into times where people are going to need Jesus now more than ever. Here's the other part. As the the times get darker, you can't use a weaker flashlight. Mm -hmm. As the times get darker and the batteries run out in your flashlight, what are you going to do then? You've got to recharge. Yeah. If it's just you... Your light is not enough. Jesus' light is enough. And as the dark sets in around us, we see it. What did you you find yesterday? Some people are pushing further the book of Revelation, <laughs> were they not? The Levite. Oh, the 600 Levites yeah. preparing for worship at the third temple. It was actually, I mean, it was pretty cool. I posted it on, it's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I also posted a link on Facebook, but... They're just a bunch of 600 Levite men's, men's, 
singing mm-hmm. and, you know, doing some of the stuff that they will do. It, it was cool to see. But anyway, we all know what that comes out as in the end. Yeah. Good on them. Yeah. Come now, Jesus. Let's They're go. fulfilling prophecy. Yep. Hey, good on them. They don't know the book of Revelation, but they're fulfilling it. Mm-hmm. But if you, do you want your true New Testament church to be maturing? Do you want it to be winning souls? Do you want it to be baptizing in the name of Jesus? Do you want it to be growing? That's great. But your discipleship should be, as people become involved in the church and have their heads in the book, their lives are starting to look way different. Their truth, the truth is being spoke from them outside the walls of your church building. This to me is the maturity. You know, I always like to tell people I'm still on the, the milk of the word. I'm, I don't know anything. But a great preacher friend of ours from Florida did a, a great sermon on that saying, if you live on the milk, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You, as you grow, your body needs different proteins. You need to get onto the meat of the word. Don't walk around and boast and stick your chest out and say, ah. Oh, I'm a steak, <laughs> steak gospel kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. But know that you need to s- sustain yourself with the meat of the word, and that once you are on the meat of the word, you can start to share the gospel with people. P.S. Milk and meat are not vegan, so veganism is not in the Bible. Oh, I've had people try to tell me that. Just gonna say. Fair enough. Hey, my take on a vegan: hey, go be vegan. That's fine. The amount of chemicals that you have to eat to make your tofurkey and all these other things, it's horrible for you. If you're a vegan and you just eat vegetables and you can live and you're strong, Mm -hmm. good on you. Mm Want to add all the chemicals? That's a different story for a different time. Mm -hmm. That's my take on this. To make sure your ministry, you're using the full proof of your ministry. And I thank my new friend Jeremy again for putting this bug into my ear, my heart, to go forward with this. Any final thoughts on that, Becky? So once again, we are thankful for all of our listeners, all of the kind donations already. We are still hoping to bring in some more money to keep us on the air on American Christian Network Monday through Thursday. If you'd like to reach out and uh, help us out, we'd be so grateful. 509-818-7818. I thank everybody, like I said, once again, that has already helped us out, all the listeners that really like Hearing what we have to say, if you don't like what we have to say, you can also give us a call, Mm -hmm. 509-818-7818. Hit us up on the social medias. Or if we've said something that you found to be incorrect. Mm -hmm. Like I did last week or two weeks ago. Let us know. We're not, I'm not ashamed to say, whoops, that was wrong. Mm -hmm. We're human. (laughs) Yep. Once again, for Becky, I'm Matt. Remember, till next time, to be sober and be vigilant. Kids in the room, try to get to heaven, here's the interview, praying soon enough.